Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. Lewis is waving, even though this is not a visual medium. There's a webcam video <laughs> thing, and I'm waving, damn it. That's only for us, so you're, you, you're like 10 minutes wait on that wave. <laughs> 10 minutes late on that wave? I can't hear myself. I'm wearing my cans, so I'm a little muted to myself, so I apologize if I'm a little louder. Still doesn't make sense if you could hear yourself or not, though. So, <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> so i am your host josh scar and joining me this week is lewis and matt gents how you doing doing good doing good how are you? and this week we're going to be doing a an open subject that i'm lovingly calling naming after uh one of my favorite animaniacs characters mindy and the episode <laughs> is going to be titled what you doing <laughs> but before we get into all of that i do want to talk really quick about last week you would have heard the ad before we're going to have the ad after we will be taking part in the live stream for the cure which is a big three-day live stream event to benefit cancer the goal is to raise twenty thousand dollars uh for cancer benefit and looking for a cure and uh we have the friday at 10 a.m eastern slot which may actually expand to the 9 a.m eastern slot Overall, it is a very cool benefit. If you can't watch us on day two, you can watch day one, day two, or day three, whenever you're free. It goes from 9 a.m. Eastern to midnight Eastern for those three days. So it's a very cool event, and it's for a very good cause. There will be a link in the description of the episode. If you want to donate, you can donate early, or you can wait till the stream starts, and you can watch whatever show and donate then and kind of be part of the event it, it's very fun very cool and i'm very excited to be a part of it because fuck cancer and we want to be do what we can to do good i guess would be the best way to not so eloquently put it uh but first give money kill cancer we good there we go let's go <laughs> <laughs> why use lot word when you were do trick there you go <laughs> A really bad office reference for those of you out there that didn't quite get that one. <laughs> uh, but first, we have an ad from Dan and Lou at the Casting Views podcast from our Brain Trust. We'll be right back with words from them, and then we'll be back from that because I am on point today. <laughs> You're tired. I am very tired. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes through this fucking webcam. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Lou. And together we are Casting Views. An uncle and nephew chatting on random topics. Some heavy, some fun, but we aim to amuse. Don't miss out. Don't delay. Subscribe to Casting Views today. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and Good Pods. And welcome back. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired. But this is this is going to be fun. I like this uh, subject matter that we are going to be talking because it's it's basically just going to be us shooting shit with each other and making fun of each other for watching something or reading something, playing something. I don't know. Making fun. I don't know this was a roast. <laughs> <laughs> All my stuff is bulletproof, man. If you make fun of me, it just shows your bad taste, not mine. So fair enough. Fair enough. It's okay to be, it's okay to be wrong sometimes, man. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I should have stolen a, uh, a page from the no on 15 podcast and uh, had a wheel to pick who is going to go first. But Lewis, I think you have the least amount of shows in, so we'll let you go first. I don't like this <laughs> too late. You've already been, you've already been chosen. The tribe has spoken. Damn it. What's entertaining you these days, Lewis? Um, 
the fact that I work all day and keep a roof over my head and my children is alive. So my children, my child, <laughs> I have one singular. You got cats. <laughs> Great start. Uh, no, man. I mean, right now, God, um, a little bit of Halo, uh, Final Fantasy, um, uh, Strangers in Paradise with the wife. Uh, it's a stupid, fun game if you want to turn your brain off. Final Fantasy, Strangers in Paradise? or Yes. I have not heard of this. Can you please divulge? Uh, so it's a essentially kind of like a side story, the original Final Fantasy. So they're kind of building up a story to what happened in Final Fantasy like one. And it's it's a it's a hack and slash. It's a hack and slash. Uh, can can be multiplayer, up to three players uh, playing at once. Uh, so we got it on the on the PS. Bought it digitally, and I'm playing on the PS4. She's playing on the PS5. And it's a really fun game. The if you guys have been looking at it at all online, uh, the main character Jack uh, is an outright everyman character. He's like the uh, the best way I can put it. He's he's the the player cutscene star. He, his his goal is just to, like he wants to find chaos. He wants to kill him. Chaos is like the big bad of the the universe. You know he wants to kill him. No ifs ands or buts. Cutscene start and you get the usual like oh, you know, I'm looking for this and I'm doing this because of reasons and religion and spirits told me. And then Jack would just cut in and say like, ah, I don't fucking hear a word. Where's just, where is chaos? I got to kick his ass. <laughs> uh, and it's, and it's so endearingly bad, but endearing nonetheless. There's another one too, where like someone's just going on and on and on uh, with a, um, what's the phrasing? The, uh, the, the evil monologue situation. And he's just standing there, hearing it, hearing it. She stops. Bullshit. <laughs> Grabs his cell phone, turns on music, puts his earbuds on, turns around and walks away. And the cutscene ends and you just go back to kicking ass. He's like, this is bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. He's me. Holy shit. Sounds like the Deadpool game. The word you're looking for is monologuing, by the way. Didn't I? Did I say evil you monologue? You said evil monologue, but the Incredibles coined the term monologue. Monologuing. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. But uh, it's that, and then, yeah, we just saw the Sonic 2 movie, so, all right. Tell us about that movie. It's a movie with a blue hedgehog, a red echidna, and an orange fox and some humans. Watch it. Is there something special about said orange fox? (laughs) Is there an Olive Garden ad again? Did you you see it already? I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Okay, yes to the Olive Garden question. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) From the (laughs) get-go? Is that where they're having that rehearsal dinner? Because in the trailers, there's a, a wedding going on with the evil ant from the first movie. So is that like the rehearsal dinner? Less evil ant, more misguided. But but yeah, no the 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 colonel does make a, a a return with the Olive Garden joke. So so yes, your answer is yes. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, but no, the movie the movie was really really good. It had no business being as good as it was. He just Alva plays an amazing fucking knuckles. So watch it if anything. For him. <laughs> How does like, it compare to the first one? Compared to the first movie? Yeah. I'd say I like it better. Uh, the first one did a good job. Uh, you know, you had to do the origin thing. So I kind of slowed it and made it weird. But um, it's it's much more focused to, to the characters as opposed to Sonic and the human world and this green hill. So let's make references. Uh, now it's just a little more streamlined and it, and it works pacing wise. Um, pacing gets janky kind of in the middle. To your wedding, the, the wedding scene situ- uh, situation, uh, it gets really janky. You're kind of sitting there going, why are we here? Let's keep it going. It goes on a little too long. But for the story beats, it makes sense, unfortunately. Uh, but that's my other complaint, really. 
Jim Carrey went a little more nutsoid. He did an amazing. The the other human characters are just there. Uh, I know some critics are saying not enough human characters. <laughs> Movies called Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, um, and uh, but no, the the pacing was on point. A lot of a lot of fan service in the best way possible, as in like making the right references. I don't want to get too heavy spoilery, man. But like, oh yeah, don't to don't get... spoil it because I think we we may come back to it as a okay. an episode once I can. See okay, it. cool. But it, it tries to make some good game connections while being its own its own thing. The Sonic Twitter handle. I don't know, weeks ago mentioned something about like we we want to build a Sonic verse. <laughs> well, they've already announced there's going to be a, a Knuckles spinoff series on Paramount Plus, like a six yep. episode series yep. where he's going to what is it Rogue or Rouge Rogue Rouge Rouge, Rouge the Bat Rouge the Rouge Bat, bat. So, bat Face the Rouge. I will only watch that show if they put in that little uh, ant from the Archie comics that was his best buddy. No, no. <laughs> No, we don't talk Ken Penders and Archie here. No, no, please God, no. The entire, the entire city of Echidnas. Oh, what do you know about the Archie comics? <laughs> I could go on about those comics, man. Oh my God, this is going to be amazingly awful. Josh, what have you done? This is okay, what I, I was know. hoping for. I, want, I, did, this is, this... I didn't know Matt was into Archie Sonic. <laughs> Even though this is called What You Do, and it should also be like subtitled Tangents. <laughs> when i was a Christ. kid i that was the first comic <laughs> that i ever bought when i was a kid i had a box of at least 100 issues of like sonic knuckles miniseries yeah various specials i got it you yeah. know you and me both man i got the talk about ixis nagus i can do that yep. I thought about that <laughs> mammoth, mammoth mogul yep you know <laughs> Oh no! What have we done? Did we just become best friends? Is that a stepbrothers reference? Like appropriated correctly in this podcast? <laughs> oh my two, god! Two more questions about the movie. First, does Sonic kiss a woman? Um, no, no kissing of women, neither princesses or otherwise. Is there any Sonic Adventure Knuckles rap? God, I wish there were. No, no. Trash movie. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> so to kind of touch on what you were mentioning with the the critic reviews, which I, I've seen those as well. That's probably the one thing that keeps the Sonic movie from being my like a number one video game adaptation is the fact that it does the trope of no one's going to get it if we just set it in the Sonic universe with the video games. So we got to make it the real world where all of a sudden this crazy video game character comes from his world into our world and wackiness ensues. I mean, one good turn deserves another way back in the day. There was the Archie comic where the kids fell into the Genesis cartridge and Sonic had to save them. So <laughs> why, man, why? <laughs> this has got to be either the most downvoted podcast. <laughs> if I introduce this to the Sonic community or the most upvoted thing. Oh my God. Nostalgia is big, man. They're, they're going to be like, I remember that. Oh God. Right, Josh, I interrupted you. <laughs> I just had to get my, my well, that, that was basically my, my, my rant is like, I, I really like detective Pikachu as far as like video game movies go. I think that's like my a number one. I haven't seen uncharted yet. Uh, we do have a very special episode. Uh, planned for that one with the video game club guys where they're going to come in and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a one minute uh, podcast. Gonna say, <laughs> don't go and just going to cut the credits. Well, it's so. going to be a, we're going to talk about it when it's on VOD. Obviously it's already out of theaters because it's so bad, 
but well, true. we're we, I want to talk about it because sometimes bad things get you better ratings. So you know, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> you're just you're craving, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. You're craving right. the hunter, just hunting those ratings and those clicks. I want to be able to take care of my friends and monetize this podcast and, you know, live comfortably myself. You know what? At least he's being honest. He's, yeah, yeah. he's not, can't even call it selling out. He's, he's, he's been selling from the get go. <laughs> no, no. I do it for the love of the game, but you know, you do you. <laughs> well, you can do it for the love of the game and get paid. Well, interesting. By me who is getting paid by other people. So, you know, I'm the one selling out and you're just, you're just reaping the benefits. You can only sell out after you make it. So you're starting from the beginning. So again, I, I, I respect that. <laughs> Yeah, you make some interesting points. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> so yeah, I I think like Detective Pikachu, given all of its flaws, I, I will admit it is very flawed. Uh, but I think it's the best video game adaptation because it does kind of just say this is Alola or whatever mega city, and there are Pokemon here that people that live with them, people train them and people catch them. And it's a world where Pokemon exists. It's not like it's our world. And then someone's like, I'm going to make a Pokemon. And then just like a crazy vortex opens up and like, Oh, we've created a rift. And now all the Pokemon live in our world. Like, no, that's not interesting. It's not fun. It's tropey. It's, it's boring. So I, I like that detective Pikachu went at least tried and seemingly succeeded in just being like, here's the world we're in it. Enjoy the story. Yeah. I mean, uh... So many points. Uh, I think it works better this way with with the Sonic movie to bring it, you know, bringing it in from another world type of situation. At, at the end of the day, they're not coming from another universe. They're literally coming off an, a, a, another world. Kind of explained probably the only spoiler, which you see it in the first minute of the movie, but like alluding to that, you know, the entire universe is connected, just different worlds type of situation. So, you know, I'll take that. I think it works better this way. I'm gonna get real fucking nerdy here. Uh, Sonic Adventure it was the first time they tried to bring hum- humans and and the uh, and the little fur creatures uh, together to under in, in the same world. Sonic Team and Yuji Naka being who they are, they, they dropped a ball on that personally because uh, they didn't touch on any of it. It just felt very very off putting and just out of place. And then same thing again with Sonic Adventure Two. I uh, just felt felt very just off. Like you can have the Dr. Eggman, the human, be part of the cast and be the evil guy without explaining, like, why is he human? Why are they not? So, like, if you got to bring it to the world of the of, of movies um, and you got to make the tie-in, which is what it is, it's, it's you got to make the tie-in, uh, it's better to not over-expand on the world to a new audience and just say, hey, he's from another world, spit him into our world, we're humans, they're not, and then, oh my god, and adventures ensue. It works better this way, trust me. There's so much shit. Uh, it's kind of to what <laughs> Matt and I alluded to with the Archie comics and, and, and even now with the IDW comics that Ian Flynn and and, and friends are, are working on, which is 10 times better. There's ways to do it and there's ways not to do it. And uh, I think we learned that through the comics. To your to your Sonic Adventure point, like I think a much more elegant solution is in the, in the Archie comics, Sonic the Hedgehog series, every, all the humans were, they just lived in a big city that was in a valley that nobody knew about before. And then Sonic goes there and he's like, Oh look, it's the president. Yeah. I mean, that was after the Sega enforced Sonic adventure adaptation, um, post Sonic 50 issue. 50? After, after Sonic finally prevailed over Dr. Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog issue number 50, he came back later. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> I love how they had to kill him off and bring him back to explain the, 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 the design changeover. 
But in the UK Fleetway comic, he just put on a new red jacket. Fucking <laughs> Archie comic, fucking Sonic, Jesus Christ! But uh, but yeah, no, there, it's there is ways to do it. But again, it's it's already a predisposed exposition. You can't do that with a, with a two hour ninety minute movie. So. And I mean, it's, That's a, I'm getting it's at. a kid's movie, right? Like, you know, I was, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the movie when I Likewise. saw it. Granted, I think it, I saw it when it hit Paramount Plus or CBS All Access or whatever it was at that point, which was like still in the throes of the early days of 20. The infancy, yeah. So I was like, I probably would have taken anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, f- I feel something <laughs> besides her. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, tell me about it. The Sonic movie was the last movie I saw before everything shut down, actually. So, yeah, I, yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, that's better than me. I had the Rise of Skywalker was the last movie I saw in theaters before having recently gone to see No Way Home. Before Spider-Man, the last movie that I saw, we used to live right we were within walking distance of a movie theater. And one day in January, we were like, oh, let's go to the movies. We're going to walk down and make a whole day of it. We saw 1917. We saw Little Women. It's a great day. We were like, we're going to do this all the time this year. This is going to be great. So <laughs> that breaks my heart to hear, man. <laughs> Sorry, it's that my breaks heart. my heart, man. For a long time, the last thing I saw in the movie theater was Bob Odenkirk coming into that little house and going, "My little women." <laughs> all right, so Matt, what you doing? Oh man, you know I can't. I can't let an opportunity go by where I. I have the opportunity to talk up the hit CW show, Superman and Lois, without talking up the hit CW show, Superman and Lois. The show rules. I thought you were going to transition that into uh, Riverdale. I heard that's that's been going oh, crazy, God. too. Riverdale. I, okay. Tangent. I, I can go on a tangent. That show is... I've seen like a season and a half of that show. That show is bonkers. <laughs> the first episode is like... You you know Archie? What if he fucked? <laughs> That's what I heard too, man. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Archie fucking? Oh, it's the teacher that in the comics was an old lady, but now she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yeah. Okay. So that's right in the money of what I heard is like, take Archie, inject it with Dawson's Creek and crank up the hormones. <laughs> and it starts there. And, in the, and then like it, in the second season, it's like, oh, there's a serial killer who hates sin and Archie and the football team are going to start a shirtless vigilante group to <laughs> take him down. What the fuck? That show goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was hoping you were more up to date because I haven't seen this show, but I heard a description of like one of the more recent episodes and keep in mind, this is a single fucking episode. Archie and the dog get superpowers. I believe someone becomes a werewolf or a vampire. And then someone else goes on like a serial killer hunt. I think they've gone full on multiverse shit now. There's there's an episode. I think I think at one point Archie goes to prison. At one point there's a GIF or a video where Betty's mom tells her tells Betty that she inherited the serial killer gene. <laughs> Holy shit! What? Anyway, Superman and Lois is a good is a good TV show. <laughs> It is. I haven't seen any of season two, but I did binge through season one not that long ago, and it is fantastic. Tyre Hoechlin, Hecklin, I don't know exactly how you pronounce his Hulchin? last name. Helchin? 
I don't one of those three variations probably, but he is a he is the best Superman we've had since he's the best live action Superman, I think. At least in terms yeah. of like in terms of the actual content that he is working with. It's like a show that gets what gets what's interesting about Superman, gets why he's like an can be an interesting character and is not like is not super invested in, you know, like in in movies like Man of Steel, all those movies are like we got to darken this guy up a bit. Right. And the show is like no, there's like interesting drama to be had just where he's like a good dude with a family who is going through family shit while also doing Superman stuff, right. you know? It's just like, and you know, season two rules, like if, if you can stand commercials and watching it week to week, I think the entire thing is on CW's free app. It's just got ads in it. It's just chef's kiss. It's great. I, I To be frank, I didn't know CW was still a thing. I thought you were just pulling something from like 2012 that we're talking about here all of a sudden. Um, but uh, is this, is this kind of a, if I could ask a question, is this uh yeah. like a young, young Clark Kent? Like, no, it's like a, so this is this is this show is a, a spinoff from it technically spins off from Supergirl, okay, which was not a very good show. IMO, I've IMO, heard. I've heard, but you know it's so it's it's loosely connected to that quote unquote Arrowverse where it's like all these different shows on the CW are like technically sharing a quote unquote cinematic universe. Right. So it was it was it was the Arrow. It was uh, Arrow, Flash, Flash, um, Batman, uh, the Gotham. Gotham, no, no. Okay. Batwoman is more recent. That is connected to it. Okay. Supergirl, Wednesday of Tomorrow. So like he first he first shows up in Supergirl a few seasons ago, and the idea is that like he's been active for a long time. So he's like he him and Lois are married. They have two teen sons, which is like a thing where when I first heard about the show, because like the the kid the the sons are not in like any previous appearances, but when they're promoting the show and it's like oh it's about superman and lois on the farm and they've got two teen sons i was like that sounds atrocious <laughs> then you you know you watch it and you're like oh this is fucking good <laughs> it's true all right it's just like a great sorry I'm, I'm trying to find the words one of the one of the things that is interesting and also sometimes like a big drawback of those other shows is like by the third season every single character is like a superhero right so like it becomes fully invested for the most part in like it's all superhero shit which is fine but sometimes you miss like having like the personal drama that's not about right we have to go stop the supervillain and like you know superman and lois is like a family drama mostly where one one of the kids has superpowers so there's like superhero superhuman stuff that's happening with them but it's like you know is he gonna be able to be on the football team is does the other son who doesn't have powers, like, should he take super steroids to like compete and things like that, where it's like, it's just like an interesting show that also happens to be doing a bunch of cool Superman shit too. So, so it's kind of like, like invincible, nice and sweet family show, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bringing up the kid with powers out of nowhere. He's blossoming. I, I yeah. watched, I watched, I watched the first episode of invincible and I stopped like 10 minutes before, before the, the end. end? Yeah, ten minutes for the end. So just based on that, I think that it, that's a perfect comparison. <laughs> and I, same thing, man. I, I know what that means. I, that was by accident. Then I hit play again. And, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I've I've watched through season one of Invincible twice. The second time I watched it with my wife, and 
as the the final 10 minutes are unfolding she just looks over at me and she's like why is he doing this is he being mind controlled he's being mind controlled what is happening why is this happening uh, i'm just sitting there like watching the tv smiling yeah i'm just right. you you need to watch and and she's like no i'm not watching the rest of this this is ridiculous you tell me what's happening now I'm like okay fine oh boo <laughs> she she had no interest in continuing but she needed to know like what the hell was happening oh that's funny no I, it's almost kind of the same thing except that first episode won me hook line and sinker after that end like literally what you described matt like i paused it just because it was ending up i right, gotta pause do something real quick come back finish it up and then that scene hit and i was like oh oh and i ran and like and found my wife i'm like you're invincible oh my god you, you gotta watch it like what it's it's, it's I, I can't explain it just come on and I just, we sat down and rewound it watched the whole thing and she's like, "Oh, this is nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Isn't it?" And then it, and then it hit, and I was like, "You can't see me. I'm bouncing like an idiot, but I'm just bouncing in my seat, just looking over her 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 reaction. She's like, <laughs> just big old drop face of her, or just mouth agape. And then we were we were hooked from there. It was like the minute it would drop, we'd get back to it. But uh, the the style of like the comic and the, I say style, not necessarily meaning like the art of it, but like I forget the name of the character now, but like I." there's the the one mob boss who speaks through auto-tune yeah and, awesome and then you've got the the clone doctors like you never really know who's who and there's so much really good character stuff in there like great great ideas just yeah in it's, general, it's period. like like monster girl she she's the hulk but instead of her just being a rage monster she's got her own little twist where she, like every time she transforms it takes a week off of her or not off of her life but it makes her a week younger she ages and backwards so, yeah so she started as monster woman and now she's monster girl because she's physically an 11 year old person with a like 29 year old's mind and it's it's really interesting stuff what else though, man? You can't just be doing Lois and Clark 2.0. What else is out there? So much better than Lois and Clark. I said 2.0. <laughs> yeah, but again, still so much it better. Means like, better. It doesn't deserve it, means it does, better. Not deserve to, does not deserve to be in the same breath. <laughs> Give me a break. What are you doing, Josh? Come back to me. What are you doing? So I'm I'm doing quite a few things, surprisingly. Like I made a list of uh, a few things. Like I'm keeping up with Halo, which I'm not gonna talk about too much because we are gonna do an episode on that. The show? Yeah. So I'm, eh, that's that i wrote that down too i'm i'm i've only seen the first two episodes but i am surprisingly despite myself enjoying it and okay we can get into it but i think you probably had other stuff yeah we're stuff. and we're gonna do like a full season recap on it too but maybe we'll touch on it since lewis has given it a woof no okay continue no, <laughs> i haven't seen it's, it's 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 a lot of back and forth but anyway continue uh i'm also watching attack on titan which again we're going to be doing an episode on lewis uh and i are going to be teaming up with slade from the video game club uh i have never seen this series slade and lewis love it i am i'm binging through it as quickly as i can so we can talk about uh was it season four part two's finale mm-hmm. uh yeah and they, they announced season to four continued. part three yeah Season four, part five. It's really over for real this time, we promise. <laughs> Surprise, there's a movie. <laughs> We've been threatening to end it for years now, and now we finally are. Or will we? Oh, anime productions. <laughs> uh, I've been reading the new She-Hulk comic. Ooh, that book is good. Now, that's really good. Um, I also, the big thing I started doing was uh, I started collecting the Tom Taylor run of Nightwing comics because I read his two-part crossover where one issue happens in Nightwing 
And then the other issue happens in Superman, son of Kal-El. Tom Taylor just really has a knack for getting who Dick Grayson is, as well as this grasp that he has on the, the new ish character of Jonathan Kent as Superman. Uh, those are really good. I've been slowly making my way through horizon zero dawn. Finally, I'm only like five years behind. Hey, yeah, that yeah, means you're five years ahead of me, man, because I still have that. Mine's still in the shrink wrap. So, well, PlayStation gave away a free digital copy of the definitive edition um, sometime during the pandemic. I know, uh, which is still ongoing. But um, I, I booted it up back when people cared about the pandemic and community. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I booted it up and uh, started playing it back in February. And again, my wife saw me playing it and she's like oh my god this game's amazing so like she got invested in the story and so now i'm not allowed to play unless we all have time to sit down and watch the game unfold that's also my problem with a lot of games with the with a harrowing story like uncharted 4 i was waiting for her for the longest time and she never showed up so i said fuck it i'm gonna keep going <laughs> and then eventually something else happened and i still haven't finished that tomb raider same story we got through the first section never went back to tomb raider um the second one um rise of the tomb raider Skip ahead, skip ahead. A guy I got a child. He's five years old now. So so much shit that I just haven't touched. I'm trying to finish Guardians of the Galaxy right now, which is a shame because apparently it's only like a five minute long game. So far, so good though. <laughs> I'm having the opposite problem with Horizon Two for Ben West. We have one PlayStation Five, and my wife is really into that game. She was into the last one too. So like, I and I'm enjoying it too. But she's played a lot more than me. And now she's so far ahead of me that like if she's playing, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna leave you alone. Leave the room, yep. <laughs> don't see everything that I'm gonna see in like 30 hours or whatever. So she's got like she's got like 50 hours on me or something, and I'm just like, I'm coming downstairs. Can you pause it a second? Can, can I interject with another tangent now that you mentioned that? Because I just brought memories back. Portal Two, you've all played it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So is it's like a 10-year-old game now. Is it 10 years old? Holy shit. It's over a 10-year-old game now. Uh, you know, bought it. Uh, PC, wife binged it. Like, she'd be in one night. She didn't sleep. I wake up the next morning to get ready to go to work. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's still in the... We had an office at the time. That's where we had our gaming PCs and shit. Oh my gosh, she's still in there. I turned the knob, pushed the door open, and I start hearing, no, no, no. She turns around and tries to block the monitor. <laughs> No, 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 get out of here. I'm like, I close the door. Turns out she was already like on the moon. She caught her right at the end. She's like, oh my God, I almost just wrote the whole fucking game for you. I was like, I just wanted to say good morning. <laughs> so, so yeah, I totally get that, man. <laughs> Portal 2, one of my all-time favorites. Hell yeah. Uh, Josh, you mentioned that those Tom Taylor Nightwing comics, and I wanted to mention like, I've been reading those on DC Universe Infinite, which is mm -hmm. a cool app that, you should use if you like comics, but um, <laughs> no paid sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor, but could be. Um, we'll take your money. <laughs> we love DC app. The art, most issues. I, I think I don't think every every single issue is done by, done by the same artist, but I can't remember the name of the main artist on the book. But that is, it's so good that like almost every issue that I've read so far has like at least one splash page or two page spread that is just like beautiful like just i don't even know how to describe it i, I don't even know why i'm talking about it right now i just i'm to, just to say art good <laughs> yeah, like, you're, yeah i can sense you're in awe 
you know, like up, there's like one page, I think it might be the first page of the run where it's like Nightwing is jumping towards the the camera, so to speak. And there's like a bunch of like, quote unquote, shadow images that are like showing you the arc of the jump. But each quote unquote shadow is like a different Nightwing costume or him as Robin or like, you know, him when he was yeah, just tons of like cool art, but cool compositions like that, that just look so good and i just you know the writing is also solid but even if i hated it the art is like really what sells that book for me not enough to actually buy it but <laughs> bruno redondo is the guy's name uh yeah, the artist uh tom taylor is the writer but uh yeah he his art is fantastic the that's kind of what really sold me on deciding to go back and like pay a little bit extra for these back issues through ebay and stuff um there's a a page a full page on uh Nightwing, I think it's 82 or 83 where the crossover with Superman, where um, they use Nightwing as bait at, uh, to draw out some thugs and he gets pushed over an edge. And then the the page is just hit, the next page is just him like arms behind his head, his legs up in the air as he's fallen casually. And he's just kind of like, y'all messed up now as they're like looking over the edge at him. And you can see on the bottom of his his boots, the soles have the Nightwing logo, too. And I'm just like that Dick Grayson, he knows branding. <laughs> Putting yeah, himself out a, there first and foremost. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool book. Um, while I'm all on. So I can't I can't recommend it because it hasn't happened yet. But like Chip Zdarsky taking over Batman. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah chip zarsky anything that's that's immediately going on it rules all his comics rule that's a that's a shut up and take my money moment yeah anyway (laughs) what else have you got josh anything uh the only other thing i'm really doing is uh i have been watching young justice phantoms since that came back is that any is that gotten any good i watched the first episode and i i hated it (laughs) it's very slow like i i enjoy being back with these characters that were gone for so long season three i did not enjoy at at all really it was slow and i didn't care about any of the new characters they they took focus away from the team to build these new outsiders and whoever else and like i i just did not care for it uh this one they are focusing more on the team they're doing like I don't mean this in like a bad way. They're doing a, a season four Arrested Development where they're doing like three to four episode arcs for each character, which will culminate eventually in all of them coming back together for the finale or the multiple part finale, whatever it's going to be. I, I think it's better. I don't know if it's as good as those first two seasons are. You know what it was in that first episode is because the first arc, I assume the first arc is all about Martian politics. Mm-hmm. And like the way that they... So like in DC Comics, you know, all the Martian stuff, like it's kind of like Klingon where like there's apostrophes and fucking everything. everywhere. <laughs> it's a pretty loose allegory for Middle Eastern politics in, yeah. in this case. And the way that Young Justice interprets that is that they like pronounce the implied stop. So it's not Jean, it's Jean. And like it's an episode where like everybody's on Mars and everybody's talking in proper nouns martian so it's just people constantly talking like this oh my god i "I can't do this yeah there's there's one uh character miss martian's brother has taken on the name of like a mythical martian beast and it's like ma'ala fa'ak yeah so i watched i watched it and i was like aside from the fact that i don't care about martian politics i was also like 
guys, you are killing me with this pronunciation. <laughs> Sorry, Martian. <laughs> that's impressive, though, for the voice actors if they stuck around and, and were nailing that. I wonder how many takes each of those took. Yeah, because like they even they even refer to Mars as Mars. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not Mars. It's M apostrophe A R Z Z. Mars. Wow. Well, would you would you recommend? catching up on it because like i watched it and i was like i don't know maybe this show just isn't really boring. i mean i i'm the guy that hate watches dc's titans because i want it to be good and it just isn't so i mean again i'm i'm not hating this season as much as i didn't enjoy last season um i think there is some really good representation stuff that's happening if you go further into that first arc with miss martian and superboy uh, there's very transparent uh, transgender allegories going on. So like there, there's some good stuff that they're using the platform to represent and very, very transparent again. Uh, like they're not trying to hide it. They're just That's like, good. yeah, this is, this is a, this is a gender identity issue that we're talking about through yeah. the guise of Martians. Yeah. Especially when you have, a, when you have characters that can just like become whatever, but like, that's a very easy, you know, who, one could question the wisdom of of doing that kind of thing in a superhero thing, but that it seems like it would fit very easily. Yeah, there uh, in one of the th- four most recent episodes, I think it's the end of the second newest episode. It's one of the newer characters from last season, uh, Violet, uh, who I can't remember her superhero name. Um, she is sitting down at a table with one of her friends from the previous season as well, and they're talking about like what she identifies as because she's uh, she has a human body, but her brain is a mother box that was like transposed into a dead human. So she's like, I have the memories of the person who used to inhabit this body, but I'm not them. I am just me. So I think my pronouns should be they, them. And it's a really cool kind of thing. Yeah. And like they even end it with like, Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, and like using the the pronouns and everything. Good, good for them. Good for them. That's impressive. It's it's just tackling the head on. Like they're that. using the platform really well for those kind of things. But again, are they telling an interesting overarching story that like Matt will enjoy? I don't know. But there is some good stuff to really take out of it. I also had. I was also um, not wild about the last season. So I, who knows? Maybe someday I'll catch up on it. But. Yeah, maybe once the full season's out, then I would say like give it a shot, try and binge through it. The 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 first episode really like left me really cold, and I was like, ah, I should catch up. And now it's it's one of those things like ah, I should watch the other two episodes. And now it's, you know, they've done three a week for as long as they have, so it's like I've got more than <laughs> more to catch up on than I would like. Maybe like Josh, it'll go from hate watching to enjoyment. So I mean, just give it a shot, see what happens. I mean, I watched a few episodes of Titans also in the dark days of the early pandemic and i didn't hate them so who knows like like that's that's the problem i have with titans is there there is like stuff there that it it can be good but it it just tends to lean too far into grim dark or edgelord stuff where i'm like god damn it like you can't have starfire incinerate someone and then the next very next scene be bitching at jason about how we're not killers like she literally just turned someone to ash. Yeah, typical DC live action stuff. Just at least movie wise, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear about Titans. You know who's never killed anyone? 
Tyler Holchin's Clark Kent. <laughs> Very nice segue. I'm going to give you a, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's not a segue. That's called a callback. <laughs> that's true. Sorry. Callback. Oh, that's amazing. Well done, sir. Well done. That's pretty much all I'm doing, or I guess I can't do a what you're doing, but uh, anything else that you guys are doing? Well, I mean, Matt, I mean, I know I've been doing a lot of talking here because I'm not the comic book guy. I'm just sitting here with video games and anime. So um, I'm pretty sure you and Matt went off for about five minutes about Archie Sonic comics. Well, that's so. that's that's what I'm saying, though. Like I've had I had like three tangents under my name. And so I far, could, I could do more. Well, yeah, y'all, you've done is, is, is all you've done is Superman, you know, years by what the hell else have you jumped on besides titans <laughs> you mentioned halo and i know you want to not get too deep into it but since i i did write that down as something that like i've been just like i said despite myself enjoying yeah we can give like our early impressions on it it's yeah. 23 episodes in actually to 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 what you just said like this there's a cat despite <laughs> Uh, 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 this, despite everything going on, you say you're, you're finding yourself enjoying it. Like why, why that comment? So it's, you know, Halo TV show on Paramount plus I've seen the first two episodes and like the thing that strikes me the most, you know, you guys, you guys know what Halo is. We, we have all worked at GameStop dirt while Halo was at its heyday. Halo is thing goes overhead. Ha ha ha. I made it funny. Okay. I had to get that out. Uh, but you know, if you don't know, it's, you know, about these big, beefy super soldiers called Spartans that fight aliens to save the galaxy, right? And that's like, if you play the games, that's like what the games are about. One of the things that is like in the backstory of Halo that the games will never touch on, that I think most of the novels don't really touch on, is that like these cool badass super soldiers are like, A, kidnapped from birth to be experimented on their entire lives, and then like their families are given like a, a defective clone of the kid so that they then think their kid just died because it's programmed to like die. It's like the government is kidnapping kids and like doing this super soldier thing. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> also, in, in the Halo like canon, before the Covenant shows up. Sorry, Matt. I just really wanted to quickly say, I was laughing at Lewis's face. His jaw oh, yeah. literally dropped yeah. hearing this. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at Matt it's talking sorry. about defective clone babies that are meant to die. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's some dark humor right there. Genociding early generations. Yeah. Another thing about the backstory that, again, most of the material doesn't really get into. It's just like background flavor stuff is that the Spartans existed before the covenant shows up the big bad aliens they existed to like stomp rebellions like if a, if a colony gets too uppity here come the spartans to shut them down like they were basically the cops or like you know an occupying army or whatever so like there's some really like fucked up stuff in the in the background of halo that halo is like we don't care about this we are just gonna like we shoot it shoot the blue guy. Yeah, you are Master Chief. We found Halo. Shoot the aliens, right? Yeah, but yeah. the show, at least in the first two episodes, you know, who knows where it's going to go, seems like really interested in in those questions and like recognizing how fucked up it is. So like, I am, you know, I don't know if it's good, but I'm like at least intrigued enough that it's like, oh, okay, you like recognize some of the inherent like stuff that is like 
pretty weird and creepy and messed up about this this backstory and you're like interested in at least acknowledging it you know that's how that's not all the show is they're like you know action stuff and they're like trying to make it's not like it's sort of like a quote alt take on the halo games so like it's you know they're trying to make master chief a, a character he like spends most of his time not wearing his helmet which i know like for some halo fans is like verboten but whatever who gives a shit <laughs> you know i don't know if it's good I know that I'm at least interested in what it's doing and I'm like entertained so far. So, so you, you like the fact that they're pretty much kicking the door open to, to be able to talk more about the, the actual universe. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. there, there we call it expanded universe. Let's not go into that yeah. territory. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I can take that. The, the question is, do you think they're doing a good job so far? You know, so uh, in terms of like the production, some of the CGI is iffy, but you know, the, the action scenes that they've done are okay. The character stuff they've done is okay. Like, it's, you know, the, the first episode, spoilers, I guess, ends with, like, Master Chief going rogue. Where, like, he's got this kid that he, like, picks up off a mission. And then she's, like, one... She's, like, the daughter of one of the rebels, right? And then Master Chief gets in his helmet, like, hey, your orders are to execute this girl. And he's, like, I'm not going to do that. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, so then there's a whole scene where he's like in his in the Pelican, they're like airship, and he's like surrounded by soldiers, and he's like, "I gotta get out of here." Right. I mean, technically not technically not the first time he's gone rogue. I mean, he went rogue in yeah. what three, four? Who knows? There's some of those things are. It's like Mission Impossible; they just go rogue when the story needs them to. But it's you know, it's it's an interesting take on Halo from what I have seen. It's not like trying to tie into the games. It's very doing its own thing. If I didn't already have Paramount Plus which is a terrible service. It's a horrible app. But if I didn't already have it because I am beholden to Star Trek, <laughs> oh, I no. wouldn't recommend I wouldn't recommend um like going out and like getting it for the show, but if you already happen to have it or you have a hookup for it, you know, you could do worse worse your time. You could also do better if you have Paramount Plus, you go watch Star Trek, you know. <laughs> the yeah, only reason Paramount Plus about, uh plus about to be uh introduced into this household is uh um Sony finally forced Funimation to just go to Crunchyroll. So now that's a subscription I don't need anymore and we're going to send to Paramount Plus not for Halo, uh mostly for the kid SpongeBob access. Skim on watch. We don't there, have we're, we've been cable cutters since 09, so yeah, there's some, there is some pretty good stuff. Like, they've got a huge, like, Comedy Central library, a huge, like, Nickelodeon library, but the app is so horrible to use. It's like- the, the OS is really bad, and then, like, yeah, e- even using it on something as good as, like, a, a Roku or something, it's... The response time is shit. So it's the awful, awful UI. Oh my god, cat! Would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> she needs to play. Oh, apparently. Sorry. Uh, something else I wrote down is... Um, a video game called Tunic. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So the concept is like, it's like an isometric kind of adventure game that is like very strongly evoking the original Legend of Zelda, both in like gameplay and aesthetic. Almost everything like, from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah. You play like a little orange fox who is wearing like a green tunic, who has a sword and a shield, and he's like, you're going through levels in that sort of style. Um, but it's also, it's kind of like Legend of Zelda meets like kind of a Souls-like where the combat is very much like focused on, you know, reaction and like enemy patterns. They hit you hard. There's, you know, you're factoring in stamina to some degree. I'm glad you brought that up. 
I completely forgot about that game. If you die, you like have to go back to get your currency, and if you die anyway there, you lose that stuff. So you know, it's it's very interesting. One of the most interesting things about it is like the way the game tutorializes you is like you find little pages scattered throughout the world of what essentially is the instruction booklet. So like you find a page and it's like telling you to how to attack or how to dodge or like about an item, but it's presented to you as if it's like an SNES or NES or like Game Boy Color instruction booklet where it's got like the little bespoke cute illustration showing like your little fox guy doing his like roll jump to like show you this is what you're doing and it's like very cute to like pick it up and then look at it because it's such you know we're all men of a certain age i remember when video game instruction booklets were a thing and they were just like actual little books where that would that were people put effort and talent into, into making and it just really evokes that some 30, 30 uh, some odd pages of full-blown color and how-tos, and we found out that Knuckles eats grapes. <laughs> Callback. Um. <laughs> they really evoke that feeling quite well, so it really makes you nostalgic to some degree. But it's it's great. If you have, if you have an Xbox uh, One or Series S, X, whatever, it's on Game Pass, so you can just give it a shot or PC. I don't know if it's on the PC game pass, but if you have time to play a, a video game, I know that that's hard to find these days, but it's definitely worth checking out. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up there, but I do have one quick question because that did remind me. Um, I went through like a quick, I haven't been paying attention to video games in a long time, pretty much since I love GameStop. Like I, I got burned by dragon age inquisition, which I apparently still a lot of people on that. Yeah, I, I it 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 hurt my soul Drop because it, I love those games. <laughs> no later than 2013. It was 2014 because I I had been married at that point, and I I remember going up the stairs to the our apartment, and I popped it in. Couldn't even get through the tutorial because this, I don't understand this game. You're right. It's not in November 2014. That was still a long time ago. Yes, it's been eight years. So I went through like a back catalog of like, hey, what games have come out? What looks interesting to me? And one of the games that came up was Kana and the Bridge of Spirits. Would you guys recommend this game without spoiling anything? Because again, I want to know if this is a game that I should maybe return. That is one I remember seeing and being intrigued on. I mean, that's pretty much all I do now is just watch uh, all these presentations of the stuff coming up, uh, you know, your little mini E3s or Nintendo Directs. I'm like, oh, man, that looks great. Like like Matt bringing up Tunic. Just, oh, yeah, shit. I need to play that. And I'm going to download it after this and probably <laughs> never play it. But <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the new Steam library all over again. Good Lord. Um, but kind of uh, look like uh, Ori meets yes. Fable to me. That, that's the best way I can explain how it appears. At yeah, least. it looks interesting to me. So like, I'm down for that too. I didn't play that one, but it did. It got decent reviews. I didn't. I I didn't hear much about it except that it it did. You know, reviews were positive. So good. Yeah. Okay. Shot. Yeah, Tunic's got uh, like a 95% user rating. So yeah, I can't wait. It rules. Dang. There's another game that's a lot like it called Death Store, which also rules, where you play as a a little crow who's running around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. God damn, I'm so behind. Also kind of a Zelda Souls-like combat. It's just chef's kiss, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. <laughs> also on Game Pass. 
not sponsored by Game Pass. <laughs> I will absolutely take Microsoft money, though. Yes. <laughs> so I think we will wrap it up there. Um, that is a lot of what you doings, and uh, I think they're all pretty great recommendations. Personally, I did not hear any single one thing that I was just kind of like, "No, we're going to rib you on that one." So there was no roasting going on today. So watch Superman and Lois, read Archie Sonic comics. <laughs> Don't read our Sonic <laughs> comics. Do yourself a favor. It's, those are some rosy tinted glasses, man. Um, but do support IDW's new Sonic uh, comic with uh, helmed by Ian Flynn, who is an amazing person. And uh, is the ant Archimedes in it? <laughs> no. Anything that was even uttered by Ken Penders is non-existent. Thank goodness. No fail. No fail. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. And I, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or fucking pushing buttons, but you need to be unbrainwashed. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. I'm going to go watch uh, Riverdale because that shit's going to get cra- that shit's getting crazy, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> that's another show. I don't know if it's good. But you're gonna have a good time watching it. <laughs> no, I gotta finish Attack on Titan first, so yeah, Slade and Lewis can get off my back. I cannot wait to talk to you about that. I can't wait to know your feels, because holy lord, there are feels that will be coming up soon. Um, I don't know if we will have an episode next week with it being Easter. We usually record sometime between Thursday and Sunday, and usually Sunday is my editing day as well. But I might take Easter off, so we'll see. How dare you! <laughs> Is it a holiday? I have have to eat all my chocolates, man. Do a candy review on (laughs) the different, the different Cadbury eggs. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they're all gross. That's my review. Oh, come on. (laughs) Can have some fun. Yeah. The fun is not eating those. (laughs) You don't want a candy induced coma. (laughs) No, I'll I'll keep my foot. I don't want (laughs) to. I'll, I'll open the door for you guys. Do you want to share any of your social medias? Um, I can edit out if you don't want to. So no big deal. Uh, you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter. I'm uh, at, I don't remember Lou Ramrod. Lou Ramrod. There you go. That's the one at Lou Ramrod. I don't Twitter very often, but uh, if you want to come by, say hi and follow my, my dumbness, you'll see why I'm so biased with Ian Flynn. Cause I'm friends with Ian Flynn. Like literally I'm not like good friends, but you know, from back in the day and then get John, on the podcast, John man. Gray. Use those connections. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me at, um, I'm on Twitter at M R Liparata, M R L I P A R O T A. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always right. <laughs> on second thought, don't follow me. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> You can follow me at Josh underscore scar. Um, I don't usually spell it because it's in the description, but it's S K A A R. I'll I'll link their account since they're sharing it in this episode in the description. So you don't have to worry about spelling. Uh, You can follow the podcast at talking smack pod and you can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. If you have any comments, concerns, uh, reviews, whatever you can uh, send those to us. Um, you can also subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, on good pods. You can leave reviews because reviews help us in a lot of ways. We can refine certain things. It also moves us up the rankings in certain places. Uh, we'll, we can get featured on places. Um, I'm going to call out good pods because those bastards, 
uh, told me that they have like a four week rolling algorithm back in February. And we've been a, a top five performing show in the film review category and the TV and film category on their app. And we are not featured any fucking where. <laughs> is that a, is is that a listening? Is it a does it require listens for it to be like showcased? I, mean, I don't know. They're not transparent about anything. I just know that they they say we've like there's time in February where we were number one for like three or four straight weeks. And it's like, hey, cool, we'll get featured. Nope. Is it because they're they're lying bastards? Is, is cause it because because you got some minorities on here? We'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> No, I appreciate. I would rather have you than good pods I'm just, I'm ratings. Just, I'm just fucking with you. I know, I know. But I'll leave if you want me to. I mean, they're they're newer, so I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm mostly just giving them shit. Uh, they're newer, so like their algorithms and stuff are not fully finely tuned. But yeah, I mean, there's still some bullshit going on. I think, but I think they just don't like me because I call them out on certain things. You, you probably just got kicked off the platform with that, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> If if they listen, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. I'll leave this in and we'll see what happens. But please leave reviews because again, it does help us as as well as you. So reviews are appreciated and and please share, share, share lots. Your friends, your circle. If you're not if you're not posting five stars, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) And we just got a bunch of one stars everywhere. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. That's how the power of the internet works. You know that. You've been on here long enough. We have the power to edit anything before this goes up. It's true, but I also like leaving most of the stuff in because it makes it feel more natural and it gives a, a good glimpse of who we are. And like personally, I'm not the funniest person in the world, so I like it when we we can laugh together. If so. you don't, if you don't end this with a good edit, like The Simpsons, uh, freaking like <laughs> sweet, sweet can. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out because I'm I'm still learning a lot of this editing and audio snapping uh, or snipping whatever snapping <laughs> uh, and like I want to kind of start teasing when we have big episodes like we have uh, the Batman coming up as a review episode soon. <laughs> Matt's getting very excited and like I want to like figure out how I can take a, a soundbite and post it in the end be like and next week and like I'm vengeance. Yeah, that, that you're still using Audacity, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That, talk to me, man. Like, uh, yeah, talk to me. It's the easiest thing in the world. I can barely get you on the podcast. How am I supposed to get you on a, a video call? Not a, it's t- dude. Just make a new file and then paste it over it and be done with it. That, that there you go. <laughs> Do you already know how to how to put the uh your your the the, the ad promotion from the other same shit done but i don't know where to find the audio file though but that's this is all getting edited out (laughs) what (laughs) where do i get the audio file of batman going i'm vengeance you you either make it yourself that was awesome or like (laughs) find the clip somewhere make audacity record it you save the clip you bring it back in fine maybe i'll make this a post sample then because you helped me out So thanks everyone so much for listening. Please again, subscribe, rate, review, and <laughs> I'm going to be your editor one day. I'm going to edit out Lewis's <laughs> laughing here. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Good night. Good Goodbye. Night, Whatever time of day it is for you. I usually say, take care. I don't know why I said good night. I'm tired. Bye. Take care. Watch Star Trek. <laughs>